Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Malolale and welcome to the world in sport. I'm Koro Vakauta. This week, Fiji holds on to a slim lead in the Seven Series as controversy over broadcasting rights brews. A former PNG League international looks forward to trying his hand at Super Rugby. A film documenting American Samoan football's infamous journey wins plaudits, and PNG hockey looks to get its share of events in the future. But first, Fiji have retained their position at the top of the World Seven Series, despite coming up short in the defence of their Dubai title. Ben Ryan's side beat New Zealand in the third-place playoff after being upset by Australia in the semis. Fiji have 39 points after two rounds, two ahead of Dubai champion South Africa, with Australia and New Zealand rounding out the top four Olympic qualification spots. Samoa slipped to fifth overall after missing out on the quarterfinals. This all occurred without television coverage back in the Fijian Islands after the governing body, World Rugby, pulled the plug on broadcasts of Dubai, after discovering the government had imposed a decree requiring matches to be shared across all television channels. Vinnie Wiley talked to Fiji Rugby CEO Randrondro Tamduolevu about Dubai, both on and off the pitch. Always a, a very uh, high expectation from our uh, spectators and our supporters here in Fiji. But I suppose we'll have to uh, give due credit to uh, Australia. They played very well and came back strongly uh, in the second half to uh, edge us out in the uh, semi-finals. We allowed the Australians to come back. Ultimately, we'll have to take responsibility for that. The way the team is now set up, though, obviously you've got 12 contracted players, um, which provides a lot of stability. And, you know, people always talk about the depth in Fijian rugby and the, the players that uh, Ben Ryan has on offer. Uh, you know, the sorts of tournaments you guys have in between these World Series events are, you know, far superior to anything that seems to be anywhere else. You know, countries come to Fiji to play in these tournaments to get themselves prepared as well. So, um, you know, it's, it seems to be quite a good balance at the moment. In terms of, uh, yes, stability, uh, people contracted, yes. But I would imagine that there's no substitute for uh, big game uh, experience. And that, I think, it is unfortunately some of a factor that we'll have to continue to uh, grapple with, uh, given that we are forever losing our players maybe two or three years uh, into uh, a stick with the rugby union. So Ben's got a good program going. We're very happy uh, with what he's doing. Obviously, uh, our spectators want uh, to win all the time, but the, the big one is uh, yet to come. From a playing perspective, having those 12 players contracted provides you, I guess, with some stability or certainty and, and confidence that you're going to have those players available for selection for you know, the next tournament or the next few tournaments. But what we've seen in Sri Lanka, for example, with a lot of Fijian players and uh, also, I think, Kenyan players and you know, some other countries, is it, is it concerning at, I guess, how vulnerable maybe some of your players are, you know, throws a checkbook there and, and, and then sort of obviously they've got families to provide for and everything and, and, and they go and there's, I guess, not a lot you can do. Does that worry you? Yes and no. Uh, yes, from the standpoint of uh, having depth uh, at our back and calls to be able to fund up Fiji at this important tournament. Right? But on the other hand, we've got to recognise it as a, as a opportunity for our boys 
we just have to continue to work on our development programs to make sure that we uh, have uh, boys who are coming up with the right attitude and the right skills. So I think also for the Fiji Rugby Union, we've got to find a way to uh, retain these boys. And that's something that we're keenly looking at, but it certainly won't be coming through in the next two or three years. Until then, I think we are just having to uh, plan around the fact that we will lose uh, some of these boys and as much as possible just, just offer them what we can and at the end of the day, it's their decision. And of course, one of the ways that you can obviously keep people is with you know financial incentives and you know the way to get money in is the likes of sponsorship. I imagine some of your sponsors uh, would be concerned at the current situation regarding the broadcasting rights. Obviously, nothing was shown on TV in Fiji at the weekend from the Dubai Sevens. It was all just streamed online as a compromise uh, because of the situation between the government and World Rugby, uh, which is uh, still to be resolved. Uh, have you had any concern from your sponsors, who of course would like to see as much exposure of their uh, teams they're supporting in, in you know, the Fiji Rugby you know, brand uh, in situations like this? Not so far. I, I think uh, there's a very pragmatic uh, outlook from our sponsors and ourselves in this regard. We uh, would like for the games to be streamed, but we acknowledge that there are a law in place in Fiji. Uh, the world rugby is uh, not necessarily uh, agreeable to that law. So uh, on our part, we are just going to concentrate on getting the team ready. Uh, you know, we're raising with uh, Ben and team in South Africa. They'll be in the South, they would have been in South Africa by now. So uh, yeah, looking forward to this weekend for better performance for Fiji. So from a Fiji rugby perspective, when the decree was put in place back in May, you guys obviously just accepted that. I mean, you guys are the players, of course, in, in that regard. And as we say, the deal is between World Rugby and uh, broadcasters. So did, did you guys just sort of accept that at, at the time? Uh, yes, I, I suppose uh, from our standpoint, we, we are effectively the content provider. The access to the market is through the television uh, stations. So uh, we were focusing on just making sure that our content is more appealing so we can attract uh, bigger sponsors into the future. So, so what involvement, if any, does Fiji Rugby have in the current situation? I mean, are you being kept informed? Uh, how, how do you find out your information regarding whether this is going to be resolved. Does, does the government ever talk to you about this? Does World Rugby keep you informed? No, not, not at present. Uh, we, we are not party to these uh, discussions. We get uh, news through the uh, media and uh, also through the international uh, media, of course. Apart from that, we have no direct link now. So you'll just wait to, to find out a decision? I mean, do you know if there's going to be streaming still available for the South African League this weekend? I'm not sure, no. I wouldn't be able to confirm either way. Not really uh, sure. Like I was saying, we are at this point in time just concentrating on uh, beating both Australia and New Zealand in uh, South Africa. And you don't have any indication as to, to maybe when this might be resolved? One thing you guys can control at the moment, I guess, is, is the team in preparation uh, for the matches on the field, so that's just what you're focusing on? Indeed. Like you said, it's something that we can control. I don't have any input in, so we'd uh, like to uh, put our energy into that. But if there wasn't a stream available this weekend and the discussions haven't been resolved, that would be of concern to you that, you know, obviously your teams aren't being screened or made available to the Fijian public that obviously love yeah. their rugby? Indeed. We'd, we'd like to, uh, and then in Fiji, the supporters, the people of Fiji, this is a highlight uh, of the week or of this time of the year. So uh, when it's on, everyone's happy. They're looking forward to an amicable uh, resolution. So uh, to come the weekend, we are able to watch it on. Does Fiji Rugby have any uh, relationship with, with either of the broadcasters specifically in terms of Fiji TV or, or FBC? Do you guys have a, a deal with either of those? Only on a commercial level. 
uh, we have uh, no uh, no uh, relationships otherwise. So Fiji, I, both of them uh, carry our uh, games locally here in Fiji. Apart from that, there's no other. So for the Gold Coast tournament, the games were screened on both channels, were they, or were they just screened on one? I think they were screened on both channels in the Gold Coast. So uh, that's something's changed between them and uh, Dubai. Fiji Rugby CEO Randrondron Tambualevu. Having achieved his goal of signing a Super Rugby contract, Highlanders flyer Ryan Tongia says his next task is earning the respect of his teammates. The former Papua New Guinea Rugby League international will spend the next two years in Dunedin as a member of the team's wider training group. The 24-year-old was a star performer in this year's ITM Cup for Hawke's Bay, with the Magpies winning the Ramphilly Shield and making the championship final. He spoke with Vinnie Wiley about what's been a whirlwind few months. Definitely been one hell of an experience. Um, you know, the, the the season was a was a was a fast one, as you know. The, the MPC is a quite short um, season, so um, to be able to uh, achieve with with my teammates what we were able to do, and uh, on the back of all of that, received the the added bonuses of an extended contract with uh, with the Magpies, and then also a uh, a contract for the next two seasons uh, down here in Dunedin with the Highlanders. It was uh, it was pretty amazing. So quite grateful really for the whole experience and it was very much uh, one of your goals to get a, a full-time a professional contract in rugby union and you know there's only so many of those going around uh, five teams in new zealand uh, you managed to do that with the highlanders did, did you have any other offers or you know what, what made this work for you there were a couple other teams that were chasing me um it was more so that the um the conversations that, that i had with jamie joseph really connected with me and um you know i really felt that uh with the, the team that he's got down here, uh, having uh, you know the the abilities that that I have and uh, able to put that forward, what was going to be the best thing for my career? So, um, you know, I, I chose the Highlanders, and uh, yeah, uh, definitely not regretting it. Some of your All Black teammates aren't yet back in camp, having uh, had a long season themselves. But uh, have you got any of your Hawks Bay mates that have gone down to the Highlanders as well? There's been uh, quite a connection between the Magpies and the Highlanders in recent seasons. Myself. Um, Richard Buckman and Gareth Evans are all down here at the moment, um, and we're just waiting on our two uh, Māori All Black representatives in uh, Brennan Edmonds and Astrixon to join us in the next few weeks. So, um, you know, those guys have been great for me down here. Um, obviously, got that connection up in Hawke's Bay, and it's been fantastic so far. You know, they've introduced me, taken me around uh, Dunedin. So, yeah, really, really helping me fit in quite well, which is good. And of course, uh, being very much now part of that New Zealand rugby environment, uh, you'll be coming up against some of your uh, provincial teammates, no doubt, in derby matches next season. I think it was, was it Robbie Frew and you were quite close with uh, at the Magpies, and obviously he's back at Crusader Country, isn't he? So uh, you'll be looking forward to taking on some of your mates as well? Yeah, yeah, Big Robbie, um, he's, he's, a, he's a special guy, uh, Big Robbie. Um, we keep in touch regularly. Yeah, I told him that uh, he, he better be prepared come uh, January 24th when we uh, play them in the pre-season trial. Uh, this was a bit of a laugh between each other. Got it circled on the calendar. Yeah, yeah, we do, we do. And then uh, round two is obviously our first game of the season for the Highlanders. So, given that uh, you know all things are to go well, um, if there's an opportunity there where I get to uh, claim a jersey for that week, then well, it means you know I'll make the most of it and uh, get out there and, and rip in against the Crusaders. With your background in uh, rugby league teams over in Australia and whatnot, have you noticed any now that you've you know very much a part of that rugby uh, culture and in that professional uh, setup? Have you noticed any differences between how the sports do things in their uh, professional environments and setups? There's not a real difference, I guess. When you're at this level, you're a professional for a reason. So 
Um, I guess it's more so living those habits and those expectations, uh, living up to those, making sure you do all the, the right things, you know, um, as, as a professional. But the opportunity that's presented to us, um, you know, you've you got you to gotta take them uh, and, and do the best you can. Otherwise, uh, you can easily lose them just as fast as you got them. I think when we spoke last time, you were saying hopefully that if everything worked out for you, uh, you know, you'd be able to bring your, your partner and, and your family over as well uh, to New Zealand to really make a home of it. Obviously, you've got that contract now. Have you been able to do that? Yeah, yeah. That's probably been the most uh, satisfying achievement of the whole whole process. Uh, my my family are currently up in uh, in Dennyburg, in the in the middle of the North Island, uh, where they're based there with with my partner's family. They're there uh, up until after Christmas, so I'll join them again for Christmas, and then we'll... Uh, We'll all relocate down here um, in January, back when I'm when I'm needed back down here. So that's an amazing uh, achievement for me. It's something that I work hard for, and something that obviously is really focused on doing. So to be able to uh, achieve that, it's been yeah, very satisfying. So now you're in the Highlanders. You've got, you know, the likes of Ben Smith that'll be in the outside backs with yourself, hopefully vying for positions uh, and people like that in the team. Uh, big campaign 2015 coming ahead. I mean. Yourself personally, and also, of course, for the team uh, who had you know a much better season in 2014. Uh, what what are the goals looking ahead? Won't get too carried away. Obviously, um, I, I have set my uh, my own personal goals. It's uh, like I said, just to come here and, and in the respect of my new teammates. Um, you know, I feel if I can if I can do that, and I can uh, put in a big effort in preseason. Uh, you know, in regards to all the fitness uh, aspects and stuff like that. Uh, obviously, with the, given the opportunity with the trials as well, if I can put my best foot forward, then, uh, you know, the, the rest will take care of itself. And, and um, you know, uh, yeah, I'm uh, more just uh, focused on, on, on now the, the present moment of just trying to uh, win the respect of my teammates and um, just give it a good crack, really, and uh, and just enjoy it. You know, opportunities like these don't come around very often, so you got to enjoy it just as much as... Uh, being, you know, deeply focused on it all, you, you've got to be able to, yeah, just enjoy the whole process as well. So that's my uh, main focus and, and goals at the moment. Highlanders winger Ryan Tongia. A documentary on the American Samoan soccer team has won an award for Best Documentary in Britain. Next Goal Wins is a British film produced by Christian Brody and directed by Steve Jameson and Mike Brett that charts the fortunes of the team who suffered a record 31-0 loss to Australia in 2001. They filmed the team over two years as they attempted to qualify for the World Cup, which culminated in their first ever win against Tonga. The film has now been acclaimed at the British Independent Film Awards and director Steve Jameson spoke to Alex Pirate shortly after. Most amazing is you know the quality of films on display last night. We we genuinely didn't have uh, any expectations for winning, and and I don't say that in a, in a kind of you know the false modesty of no, I didn't do any revision before you uh, your exams at school. We we really didn't expect to win the award. The the, the documentary category was so strong uh, this year, so so we were just excited to to be along there. I suppose it was an amazing event, and it was you know, a really star-studded event, which for us as documentary makers is uh, is always a bit overwhelming. And obviously when the when the documentary category started all. I think we were so confident that we wouldn't win that we were still eating our dessert from the meal. And obviously, our minds were racing. We hadn't prepared a speech, and we we pulled a complete blank on stage. So, but it, yeah, it was a huge, a huge shock and a huge celebration, and uh, and one I'm sure we'll never forget. And I think this proves as well that the movie does not just have an appeal in the Pacific, but obviously right around the world. What do you think is the global appeal of, of this type of documentary? Well, look, I think that, you know the, the you know the global appeal is is the same, I suppose, as the global appeal of, of, of football. But it, for us, it goes a little bit deeper than that. It's, it's, you know, it's not the sport; it's what 
brings people together around this sport is the kind of the human values, family values, um, the cultural strength and, and the bonds between these these teammates that the that the Samoan American Samoan team had, and that's what inspired us. And I think when people watch it, they recognise something that they believe is the power of sport and and is the power of those kind of human relationships. And it's you know it's, I think what excites us all. And it's been amazing today to have you know a phone call with yourself today all the way on the other side of the world. You can get a tweet from Indonesia today, tweets from Japan, um, all across Europe, um, all across Europe and Africa. And 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 for us that is so so heartwarming. And obviously all our friends back in Samoa, in America Samoa rather well. We've been speaking to them regularly, and, and uh, I was chatting to them just half an hour ago. So I think we've, we've covered the entire globe in 24 hours, and for us, that is so exciting to be able to have told this story so widely. Finally, you've been talking with your friends back in American Samoa. Have you had contact with some of the main stars of the movie, such as the, the goalie, and, and what do they have to say? We have. Um, and what's really exciting is that we have designed and created a new kit for the American Samoan team, which we're, which we're going to release around the world tomorrow, and um, so that people will be able to support them in. In, in more ways than one in their in the next qualifiers next year. So all the proceeds from selling uh, any shirts to fans go towards paying for the actual shirts for the team themselves to play in the next World Cup qualifiers. Director Steve Jameson. The Papua New Guinea Hockey Federation has put up its hand to host major events once construction of a new turf pitch in Port Moresby is complete. A new full-sized pitch is being built in the PNG capital in time for next year's Pacific Games which will feature a -a five-a-side hockey tournament. The PNG men's and women's teams are currently competing at the Oceania Pacific Cup and World League events in Suva. The president of PNG Hockey, Kalawin Putuan, told Vinnie Wiley that in future, such events will be able to be shared around the region. The turf for Papua New Guinea is under construction at the moment. There's a company in New Zealand, Vorich and Boss, who are doing the civil works, and um, team sports in Australia are doing the laying of the turf for the track and field and hockey pitch at the same time. Good news for us, and the taps will be ready by end of uh, April. That's because of the Pacific Games that you're getting those uh, pitches? Yes, that's correct. And uh, how many will he have? Only one. But that will make a big difference, you believe? That's correct. Now, in the Pacific region, obviously Fiji's got one already, and Vanuatu has got a small pitch called Fiverside, and that's all you know we have in the region. Now, with PNG coming up with another one, and... Uh, the Oceania and the Pacific Cup and the world could rotate between Fiji and Papua New Guinea. Is that come under government funding, has it? That's correct, yes. The government has spent a lot of money on all, not only hockey, but all the sporting venues. Kalawin Putoan from the PNG Hockey Federation. And that's the world in sport for this week. I'm Korovakauta Momea. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.